Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Louise Robbins, and I would like to introduce Mark Garthwaite, running for District uh, 77 in the Wisconsin State Assembly. As we begin, I'd like to give you an opening. Uh, I'd like you to give an opening statement as to the educational, vocational, and civic experience you have, which qualifies you for this office and why you're running for the State Assembly. Sure. Well, thanks for the opportunity to be here. My name is Mark Garthwaite. I'm originally from the beautiful Driftless area in southwestern Wisconsin. I grew up on a dairy farm uh, and came to UW-Madison in 1990. While a student at UW, I started a part-time job in a research lab on campus. It was a lab that was in the Department of OBGYN. And that eventually turned into a 17-year career in biomedical research. So my background is in molecular biology and stem cell research. So most of my responsibilities um, in the research lab were helping graduate students and postdoc researchers take their ideas and turn them into the hands-on portions of their research projects. So my time at the UW was, again, as I said, 17 years. I uh, had the opportunity to pursue my passion and hobby and turn it into a profession. So uh, for the past four years, I've been the executive director for the Wisconsin Brewers Guild, which is the association for the small and independent craft breweries around the state. So I've had the opportunity to travel around the state to see the uh, remarkable stories of their transformations of abandoned buildings into economic uh, centers of activity in areas all across the state. Assembly districts represent many different constituencies. How do you see yourself communicating with and balancing all of the interests involved? Sure. Um, well, the background of having grown up in a rural area, um, I think, is uh, an asset to, uh, to someone like me who uh, can speak uh, the language of the uh, concerns of those who are outside of Madison as well as those who are inside of Madison. So I've lived here almost uh, 20, uh, 28 years now. Um, but I still have the perspectives of the uh, rural concerns that I think are often not heard in Madison. So we are in a district that is largely composed of like-minded individuals. I agree on policy positions with our, our uh, uh, constituents here in Madison, but I think we often uh, don't recognize that there are voices outside of Madison that we are not addressing or hearing adequately. Um, I understand what that feels like. My younger brother actually had represented the uh, assembly district where, in the area where I grew up. He, was, uh, he ran for assembly in 2006 in a district that had been re represented by Republicans for 92 straight years. He won that election, and he remains the only Democrat to hold that seat within the last 100 years. So his experiences in uh, having to take the hard votes while Madison Democrats often don't have to take the hard votes is something that I think I bring to the table. What do you believe is the most important issue to be addressed in the upcoming 2018-2019 budget debate and why? The budget debate. One thing that I think is exceptionally important when we talk about budgeting is that Unfortunately, the budget as, as a, has been used as a vehicle to advance 
legislation under the cover of what they refer to as a 999 motion, where policies that would ordinarily not survive the legislative process because of public scrutiny are often inserted at the last minute. Um, I have firsthand experience with that, we have, uh, looking out for the interests of the small breweries uh, who um, have been subject to the receiving end of subterfuge legislation, as we would put it. But as far as the funding priorities go, certainly out in rural areas, the roads are in a state of disrepair. And what is happening is the, 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 our citizens in rural areas are pointing the finger at us for not doing anything about it. So that has to be a priority, is funding our roads. Uh, that would be a priority. Certainly, uh, health insurance is a big issue, so accepting uh, the Medicaid dollars so we can expand Badger Care. And actually, I would recommend that we prioritize turning Badger Care into a public option so we have health insurance options that uh, are truly affordable and accessible to all. And then finally, certainly public schools and our universities. They've been underfunded for a number of years, and it's time to restore that full funding. The next question is how would you propose the state address that issue? You've mentioned several. Is there anything you wanted to add on that? Um, I do actually. So one of one of the uh, questions that is often asked is how do we pay for these things? We say that we should fully fund things, but how do we actually pay for them? Um, priorities obviously are choices that we make. So certainly priorities, prioritizing these these uh, uh, funding issues for schools, healthcare, um, but we also have what is one of the nation's largest frac sand mining uh, operations in the state. There's approximately 30 million tons of frac sand that leaves this state. There's not a lot of fracking that occurs here, but it does great environmental harm in other states. I think there's an opportunity to reduce the amount of frac sand that we are contributing toward the, the ecological problems caused by fracking by implementing a, a tax on frac sand. If a $10 a ton frac sand tax were imposed, that's $300 million that comes into the state of Wisconsin to fund those priorities. What is another issue of great importance to your constituents in your district? Sure. And um, why is it important? One, one of the things that I've been talking to constituents about is restoring our faith in public institutions. And that kind of gets at the core, the very core of the Wisconsin idea itself is that if we are not prioritizing funding for our public institutions like our schools, um, our university, the DNR, um, the DNR has, has seen cuts in the, some of their scientific professional staff that I think have been very devastating. If we are not uh, prioritizing those public institutions, then the public begins to lose faith in the ability of government to help people. And government needs to be that backstop that provides the very basic needs and reliably provides those basic needs without prejudice. And it's, it's unfortunate that we've gone down this path of questioning the legitimacy of government, questioning the legitimacy of science. These are the public institutions that are critical to making policy uh, priorities How would possible. you address the issue? I, th I think number one is, so we have 99 assembly representatives, and we have no representatives who have any background in the sciences, strong background in the sciences. That's one of the reasons why I've decided to run, is because we have an assembly committee on science and technology that doesn't have any scientific 
uh, any representatives with any scientific background on there. So I think part of uh, restoring faith in public institutions is having the voices of the people that live the problems that are resulting from our lack of faith in public institutions. So voices of educators who are challenged with providing an education for students, but they're also challenged with the social, socioeconomic problems that we tend to dump on schools and expect them to continue to teach, but also uh, address the socio, socioeconomic inefficiencies that we've, we've imposed upon them. So hearing the voices of those who are actually living the problem, I think, has been missing in the current legislature, and I think we need to restore that. What one or two policy issues do you see yourself having special knowledge in or needing to gain more knowledge in, and how will this focus benefit your constituents? Well, I've discussed the, the, my background in the sciences. I think that's badly needed, especially, especially when we're uh, cutting positions in the Department of Natural Resources. So that's an area of expertise uh, I think I have to offer. Another interesting one, I know uh, the legalization of marijuana is a topic that comes up, um, which I do not oppose. However, I think we need to be very careful about when we say we're going to regulate and tax it. The regulatory structure um, is will be of critical importance. So uh, the last four years, much of what I do is actually heavy uh, uh, work involved in the beverage alcohol regulatory uh, climate. So the, the regulations that apply to beverage alcohol can provide a lot of useful examples for what does work for a regulatory structure uh, for marijuana and also what does not work. What I think I, I, I'm eager to learn more about is um, the interesting part of the legalization of marijuana that I don't know that we fully examine is that the banking uh, structure for legal cannabis in states that have legalized it, it's a cash economy. They're, they're, because it's a Schedule One drug at the federal level, we don't have the ability to make those deposits for legal sales into banking. So there, there are uh, vendors of cannabis in states where they've legalized it that actually pay their taxes in cash. I don't think that's a good idea. I think we have an opportunity to explore the option of a public bank. So this a publicly chartered bank for Wisconsin. North Dakota is one of the few states. They may be the only states that actually has that. And then that may be an opportunity to create public banking alternatives to low-income people who rely, unfortunately, on payday lending for their banking needs. What assembly committees do you wish to serve on and why? Science and technology, certainly. I, you know, like I said, I, the last four years have not been in the, in the science world, although, you know, the world of beer is a marriage of art and science. But I do miss uh, uh, being involved in, in science. And I think, you know, with, with a, a district, the 77th Assembly District has one of the world's largest research institutions that I used to work at. Um, it's the sixth largest research institu institution in, among public university or the university research institutions. It brings in about a billion dollars of research uh, funding. It's spun off over 360 biotech companies that contribute about $2.3 billion to the state economy. Science and technology, I think, uh, is, is of great importance to our district where a lot of our employees actually work in that sector. So I think that science 
uh, uh, background will be very useful in science and technology. And then public health is very important to me. So the issue, you know, I worked in public health. Uh, the lab I worked in was identifying problems of pregnancy in the Department of OBGYN. Um, that's near and dear to my heart. Without attacking your opponents, what do you think distinguishes you from them and makes you the best candidate to represent your district? Well, I'm pleased that uh, in the interactions with the other candidates, I, I'm pleased that the voters actually have four great candidates and, and very qualified candidates. But I, I, I think the distinction would be that in Madison, we are tend to be like-minded. I agree on our policy priorities here, very progressive policy priorities, but having grown up in a rural area and knowing, you know, from my brother's experience who served in the legislature representing a rural area, that we often are not hearing outside of our blue walls in Madison. So I think I have a perspective that would be very valuable for building coalitions to help win Democratic majorities outside of Madison, which is in order for us for, to advance our policy priorities is critical. You now have two minutes for a closing statement. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm appreciative of the opportunity to be here and speak to the voters out there. Um, as I mentioned, the, uh, the, the faith in our public institutions, I think, needs to be restored. And what I mean by that is that we, if we don't fully fund schools, if we don't fully fund uh, our universities, if we don't take care of the basic needs of our citizens, and government does not have the ability to provide those services, the public questions the integrity of those pu public institutions. And that's the very foundation of the Wisconsin idea where government is, is designed to help the people and be there as the backstop to make sure that people have access to an education, access to health care, and access to a good and decent standard of living. So. It would be my honor and pleasure to serve in the Wisconsin State Assembly for the 77th District and represent the university that is near and dear to my heart that I gave 17 years to. I want to thank Mark Garthwaite for speaking with us and you, the viewing audience, for taking the time to know your candidates. As with every election, please vote. The 2018 fall primary, including District 77 of the Wisconsin State Assembly, is on Tuesday, August 14th. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.